that the female body was designed naturally to build muscle. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I was built for this. Sir. Like mm-hmm. they, they look smaller than me. I should, I should not be in this class. I should be in a class above and I should cut weight. You know what I mean? Like all yeah. these like yeah. very body image focused. Say, see where we can improve on things because nobody makes 180 changes overnight. Um, it's not, it's not manageable and people just give up and they get frustrated. It seems simple that you pretty much have confidence that you're going to be able to do it. Um, and then over time, you just kind of gradually increase that and you say, oh, okay. And then you start gaining confidence through that to say, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. Our personality, our strengths, our weaknesses, all these things can be used for his purpose. And we don't know who we're going to reach or who we're going to impact. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Freedom Podcast. I am Katie, and I'm here with Alexis. We are so stoked for this episode. Episode three. Episode three. So today we are going to be talking about struggles and strongholds. And this is one that I am really excited to talk about. Um, Alexis and I kind of, we had a little pre, pre-podcast chat about this. And I think it's something that is so freeing once you're able to acknowledge struggles and strongholds. And especially when you're giving that up to God and and there's something just so freeing and so powerful. And I have never experienced as much freedom now as I ever have by actually acknowledging my struggles and strongholds and being open and vulnerable about it. And so I think this is a really, this is going to be a really fun conversation and, and one that I'm really looking forward to. Definitely. Me too. And it is so true. I feel like vulnerability is something, Mm -hmm. I mean, I mentioned to you that is like kind of hard for me. So when I find people that I can be vulnerable with, that also, you know, share similar mindset, but can be like, Hey, like, you know, uplifting, but also correct or help you correct behaviors that, um, you know, may not be glorifying to God and things like that. Cause obviously we're human. We're not perfect. So we always have things that we have to work on for sure. So Right, um, right. And fun fact. Um, so Alexis and I actually, we chat every probably a couple of weeks at least. Yeah. I mean, we try to be regular about it, but <laughs> with this quarantine, it's just been like, sometimes we talk and we're like, oh my gosh, we haven't talked on the phone in like four weeks and we need yeah. to chat. Um, but we're actually, we've become over the past, how long has it been? A few months. Yeah, few um, months maybe now. Yeah, accountability partners on a lot of things and just being open and and honest and you you need you need community and you need accountability in your life and um so I just I know how much I have benefited from our conversations and just being able to know okay someone who knows what I'm going through can hold me accountable can ask me questions can check up on me because a lot of times if we're living a life where, where we might have a secret sin or we might have something we're struggling with. A lot of times we just want to kind of like go in our own little corner and not talk about it, but having that accountability is so huge. So that's just kind of fun fact um, that we, <laughs> we do that together. And, and I would recommend it for everyone. I mean, yes. having a community group. I mean, I have quite a few people actually in my life now uh, that I would say I can trust, you know, to open up and really share my heart. And it has been life-changing. I don't know. Can you relate to that and, and, uh, yeah. yeah. So for a while, me and a couple girls that I met through powerlifting, we started a Bible study and we pretty much went strong for like 
almost two years, like a year and a half. And then our schedules kind of started falling apart. Um, and I live far away from all of them. So mm-hmm. it was hard. But like during that time, though, um, we just really have like relied on each other. And it's funny mm-hmm. because those times we were all going through something very, very difficult. Um, for me and my brother, we were in the midst of starting our gym and things were just really, really slow. And it was just really difficult. And, um, you know, just having sometimes having a hard time trusting God and trusting his plan um, because, you know, when the finances aren't working out or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then a couple of the girls were just struggling with other things as well. Um, you know, that's for them to share. But right. uh, so we all at that similar time were struggling, but we we're both we were all seeking God and really just trying to um just grow together. And it was really such a great time. Mm-hmm. And I really cherish that time. And I actually really miss it. I need to reach out to them. Um yeah. and yeah, so I I a hundred percent agree. I mean, mm-hmm. having those community groups and then us talking uh, more regularly now has been awesome because yeah, the accountability, like the same thing with mm-hmm. nutrition. It's like, I know that I have a checkup with someone. I know that, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to ask me, how are things going? Like, mm-hmm. and I don't know, for a lot of people, I feel like if you know that someone cares about you and they're checking up on you, like you're going to be honest. Like I, I, I'm i never like, oh, let me, you know, yeah, I had a great week of nutrition and it was like falling downhill the whole time, you know? Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, and I kind of just apply it to the same thing. I was like, you know, there's going to be highs and there's going to be lows. Mm -hmm. That's normal and natural. But um, having someone that, you know, can share God's truth and love is the biggest thing. I mean, it's it's definitely a game changer for sure. Oh, for sure. Uh, I would say probably one of the biggest shifts in my life was when I started to see a counselor in 2018. And that was really the first individual that I was 100% like transparent, honest, uh, whereas like that that accountability that I didn't want, that I knew I needed. Yeah. Um, you know, I did, it's like, oh, the flesh side of me did not want that. And I didn't want to talk about what I was struggling with. And I didn't want to be open and honest um, to an even deeper level. But it, man, that really, I'd say that was a big shift. Not that I didn't have friendships where I've or, you know, community or relationships, um, Christian relationships that were holding me accountable. But it was almost like there's a level of transparency, but then it's like another layer, you know, it's yeah. like, okay, are you just being surface level transparent and, and vulnerable? Or are you actually getting to the deeper issues and where you can bear your heart? Yeah. Um, and so I think that's, you know, just as kind of a kind of a note and recommendation to, to the listeners. It's like really evaluate, do you have those individuals in your life where you can share your deepest struggles? Um, I don't know if you listened to the porch last night, uh, the porch no, for our listeners. I had to do it this morning. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's a, it's a, um, a, they're doing a sermon series. Um, it's a young adults ministry in Texas and they're doing a sermon series on, uh, mental health and, and it's called therapy. And he talked about bearing your struggle and something that's hidden cannot be healed. And yeah. so it's like, if you're hiding something, you truly, you can't, you need to bring it to the light in order to be set free from it. Yeah. Um, so kind of going off of that, what, what are some areas, weaknesses, struggles that specifically that you've dealt with in your life? Yeah. So I think like the biggest thing I would definitely say for me is just like insecurity of being single at times. I think 
you know, when you're in the church um, and you grow up in a Christian community, it's marriage is pushed on you from the very beginning. Like, it's like, oh, everyone gets mm-hmm. married. Like, you know, you're 18. You should get ready to be married, have kids, like mm-hmm. all these things. And that was such a huge insecurity for me. And I think out of those insecurities, I would pursue relationships that were very, very mm-hmm. unhealthy for me and um, mostly unhealthy spiritually, um, just because, you know, when you date someone who's unequally yoked, um, it, most of the time you'll be pulled away from God. You're not being pulled. Oh, absolutely. That's how those things work. Um, and you think I can change him or I can, you know, do this. But what ends up happening is that I would just get more and more pulled away from God and just more, you know, just invested in this relationship. And then you start mm-hmm. falling into sins that you shouldn't be participating in. And I grew up a Christian my whole life. So it's not like I'm like, you know, a new Christian and, and, and I would, be mad at myself for struggling with certain things that I knew that I shouldn't be because I am a mature Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't expect perfection, but I know for me, definitely like a weakness I've mentioned to multiple people is just like men in general yeah. um, and making sure that I'm protecting my heart and and giving myself a checklist or a guideline of like, these are my like non-negotiable, mm-hmm. you know, things that they, they have to be a Christian and, you know, they need to like love their family or whatever those non-negotiable things. I was just listening to a podcast about the mm-hmm. non-negotiable and I was like, oh, that's so mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. That's so spot on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I think too with the pressures of our dating culture nowadays and just what we see the world is glorifying, uh, you know, what they glorify as being a good, you know, what you should look for. And it's so, it's so many of the things are so shallow. I mean, think about like what we're taught, um, just kind of day to day, the pressure that exists in the dating world and the hookup culture that exists, um, especially yeah. in our generation and in our age range, 20s, 30s. Um, and, you know, people are getting married later and there's, you have more partners before, you know, it's like, yeah. oh my gosh, you look at the statistics and it really is scary and sad. Yeah. Um, and for sure, that's something I have struggled with. And this is one thing that we're, we're open and we talk about um, yeah. accountability partners, but it's like, okay, if we're dating someone, let's like bring that to the light and not have some sort of, that's something that I have struggled with in the past is like, if I'm talking to someone or I'm dating someone, I kind of don't want anyone to like, don't question it. Like I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) If I would have brought it to the light right away, um, it would have left me with so much less hurt than than yeah. what um, I experienced, and that's because I deep down the Holy Spirit was convicting me that it was the wrong relationship or the the yeah. wrong association, and so um, I think a lot of times I have felt um, almost like I. I'm not even, I haven't like, it's, it really depends on, you know, which situation it's been, but it's really comes down to an insecurity thing. Um, We're like, okay, someone likes me. Okay. Well, they like me. So um, this is kind of stoking my ego. So, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of ignoring those red flags and um, not bringing it to the light, not getting others opinions on it. And it's like, you really should be, you know, if you're investing that much time, energy um, into someone or into a relationship, like you need to be bringing that to those that you trust. And, you know, as much as, um, you know, it's kind of the extreme of it, right. Is, uh, some sort of arranged marriage or anything and not, (laughs) not saying that, but like, think about the, the concept of that where individuals, like I would trust my parents and my Mm -hmm. best friends and my family to pick someone over my emotions, to be honest. 
I'm not saying that I would ever choose that or that's, you know, it's like kind of like throwing out the extreme, but think about like, there actually is something to be said about having your family be a part of the, the choosing process of who you're going to be with for the rest of your life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So big deal. I mean, I think I see so many people and, you know, I'm, I don't judge people who are in and out of relationships all the time, but sometimes I think to myself, I'm like, wow, God, like I actually am really grateful that um, for any of you that are listening that don't know, I've never been in um, any serious relationship or committed relationship. So, Mm -hmm. um, and I know, like I see people in and out of relationships and I'm like, you know, I'm so thankful that I don't have that because Mm -hmm. a piece of your heart and a piece of yourself is always going to be left with that person. We've talked about this too. Um, and yeah, I mean, that creates a lot of damage, you know, for mm-hmm. your relationships. Like, it's just, that's the truth. And, you know, people joke around all the time. I see like memes all the time on Instagram mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's like, you know, about being broken or like just all these things. And I'm like, oh, that's actually really sad because I think mm-hmm. most people can say that they're pretty broken, like when it comes to relationships and things like mm-hmm. that. Because you were in the wrong relationship. You didn't take someone's advice you know, that maybe have said, Hey, I don't think this might be right for you. Right. Right. And be, and not, um, dating in a vacuum, you know, yeah. not having it as some sort of separate part of your life. Cause you think about it, what are the biggest decisions you'll make in your life? Well, number one, it's accepting Jesus Christ and, and following, following Jesus, making that decision. That's number one, but then who you marry. I mean, think about that. It's, it's the closest relationship that we have on earth yeah. um, that, that, emulates what we have with Christ, right? It's like fully known, fully loved, sacrificial love. I mean, essentially what we should be viewing marriage as. Um, But a lot of times we almost see it as just, what can I get out of this relationship? And and so we almost go into it with a consumer mindset of like, okay, check off the boxes. Um, Mm -hmm. Is this person going to satisfy my, my desires? And it's like, are they a compatible partner for you for life? Like that's really what we need to be looking at, especially as believers and as Christians. Um, Is this individual going to help bring us, bring our, like encourage our purpose in the Lord or are they actually taking us further away from God? And I like to think about it. I've seen this picture where it's two individuals, it's like a triangle and then it's like, the thing that connects them, it's it's God at the top, right? Yeah. And so it's like as we get closer to God, we get closer with that other person. Um, so you know, we both should be aiming in the same direction, which is making our faith a priority. But it's so tempting, man. It's like, oh, yeah, he's good. He's a nice person. Oh, yeah. he, you know, no, so makes true. money. You know, yep. is in shape, and it's like, okay, are we prioritizing what God would prioritize, or are we prioritizing what? just looks good. Yeah. And definitely like, yeah, like you said, you know, marriage is one of the biggest outside of accepting Christ and stuff, the biggest decisions you'll make. And I always, Mm -hmm. I'm very quick to remind people, I'm like, when you go into marriage, there's a 50, 50 chance that you Mm -hmm. are going to come out divorced. Um, so choose wisely. (laughs) So that is always, and you know, I mean, I don't mean to make light of it, but it's right. true. that's just the statistics. So well, it's yeah. that I always have in the back of my mind, you mm-hmm. know, like, can I see this person as a husband and does he love Christ? And it, that's right. shifted for me over the years um, as I've become more mature because mm-hmm. definitely compromised um, a lot in that sense before. 
So oh, I wanted sure. to read um, Romans 7.20, and then we'll go into our next question. But mm-hmm. um, it says, but if I do what I don't want to do, am I not really the one doing wrong? It is sin living in me that does it. That's Romans 7.20 of um, mm-hmm. New uh, New Living Translation. <laughs> I almost yeah. called it. Um, so I wanted to talk about temptation and why do we still sin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a constant battle. And I think a lot of times a misconception is once we accept Christ, once we're a Christian, we're not going to experience sin or, you know, we're not going to experience temptation. We're not going to sin. And that's absolutely not true. But the thing is, sin doesn't have power over us. And so it's, it's really about viewing, um, viewing sin in the right perspective. Um, and that we're set free from the the bondage of sin through Jesus Christ, but it doesn't mean that we're going to escape temptation because the devil rules the world. And, you know, is this is not our eternal home, but we're here for a while. And so if we're in the world that's ruled by the devil, we're going to constantly be um, tempted day, day in, day out. But it's, yeah. it's about building that, um, especially knowledge of of the Bible and reading the Bible, getting in the word, what does God say? And, and, you know, there's something to be said about memorizing scripture too, because you have it as a weapon against any sort of temptation, against any sort of um, just plan or plot of the devil um, to really be able to combat the temptation. And, and it says in, gosh, now I'm forgetting which exact verse it is, but just God will give us a way out of temptation um, no matter what we're facing. And so it's like, are we, it's not a sin to be tempted, but it's a sin to give into that temptation and to actually then commit the sin. So really thinking about, are we armoring ourselves with the word of God? Yeah. No, definitely. And I think it's funny too, me and my brother have this running joke, like (laughs) we'll be like doing so well with just our spiritual lives and um, just our relationship with God in general. And then it kind of seems like out of nowhere that you just get hit in the face and you just stumble and fall. Right. And you just, you know, Mm -hmm. you haven't in forever, you know, something that you're hyper aware of and you kind of just walk into. And then we laugh because it's like, okay, well, let's take a step back because what did your day look like? Did you wake up this morning? Did you pray or did you go Mm -hmm. and, you know, um, whatever, start your day with like breakfast and maybe Mm -hmm. listen to secular music? I mean, I've talked to you Mm -hmm. about this before. Where I've really had to limit my exposure to just um, secular content in general. Um, for me. And then you laugh because you'll walk yourself through your day and then you'll see all the kind of like mishaps of like, oh, well, this actually makes sense why I felt it wasn't just all of a sudden I felt it was like your day. You kind of set yourself up for it because you weren't seeking Christ. And then you maybe started your day. Not that I think secular music is bad, but it's like, what are you priming your minds with and your thoughts with? And then maybe you're on social media and something reinforced that music that you listened to or whatever it was. And then it's kind of a series of events until it actually happens. And so and when, and we're like, we're so, we always just say, we're like, we're just so dumb. Like, and you know, and, and mm-hmm. are truly like sheep in need of a shepherd. And wow. so I laugh so much because it's, it's shocking almost. Like we're like, what? I did this. Yeah. Again. You know, and you're like, oh yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. And it's, it, you have to think about what are you feeding your mind? And this kind of goes into one thing that we wanted to talk about is changing our behavior. Well, it's like, okay, what are we actively 
feeding ourselves, just like the food we eat matters. It's like what we're feeding our mind, what we're listening to, what we're watching, the conversations we have, are they exemplary? Like, is it, is it, um, pure, lovely, good, you know, admirable, all the things the Bible talks about focusing on and, and, um, really just rerouting your thoughts on the good things, or is it, is it destructive? And for a lot of individuals, you need to be ruthless with this. It may mean you need to delete Instagram. You may need to delete face, you know, social media. You may need to, um, download an app that covenant eyes. I think that's one of them. Um, you know, if you're struggling with pornography, if you're struggling with, um, you know, addiction to something or whatever it may be. And there's so much, I think too, with, with sexual sin, especially, um, are, there's so much opportunity. You open up your phone, there are right at your fingertip. There are thousands of images and videos that can pop up with one Google search. I mean, so you have to be very, very mindful about what are you allowing yourself to be? What are you feeding your mind? And is it too much temptation? I mean, there was a sermon recently I was listening to and he kind of took an extreme, extreme, um, you know, just kind of viewpoint of it. But, but we have to be extreme about it because like our soul, that matters more than anything else in this world. And he he made the point, he was like, if you need to get rid of your smartphone, get a flip phone. Like, (laughs) you know, if you are addicted to pornography and you cannot, you, you know, it's a really, your phone is a temptation continually day after day after day get rid of it, you know, have an accountability partner. And, and so it's like, what are we doing? What are we feeding our mind with? As you said, you kind of take a step back and you look at, okay, one thing led to another, led to another. Was I reading my Bible? Was I um, talking to other believers? Was I filling my mind with the truth? Yeah. A lot of times, I mean, I know for myself that answer is no. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's so true. And like, the extremes, like sometimes you just have to go to those. Um, yeah, if you really want that like renewing process to start happening and mm-hmm. um, that kind of, I so I just finished reading Hebrews. So that's why I like posted mm-hmm. a bunch of <laughs> um, Hebrews. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's just so good. I just forgot how yeah. awesome it is. But halfway through Hebrews 12, one, it says, um, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially mm-hmm. the sin so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. And for me, I mean, I didn't like I didn't get a flip phone or anything like that, but I I definitely started um, unfollowing certain accounts that may yes. just lead me down thought processes that weren't healthy. Um, I basically I deleted Netflix, Hulu, yeah. um, HBO. There was a show that I liked, so I was like, I'm just gonna you know. And then you end up watching mm-hmm. other shows. But HBO is just a trash network, just in yeah. general. I mean, uh, yeah. You know, um, and I, I really just like I don't really watch TV outside the news anymore. And mm-hmm. it's been nice because yeah, it's just like you know you can start that renewing of your mind mm-hmm. process by just stripping like the media. And I was listening to a podcast last night, and they said on average most adults consume about ten hours of media a day. And oh you my gosh! Work. And it's all forms, wow. either like podcast, TV, music, um, uh you know, like news, like all that stuff. So it's a combination 
on top of social media and all that. And I'm like, you know, so I put on phone restrictions um, on social media. Uh, That was been a game changer. I think I did that like a month ago and it's been really nice. And then I put like a daily limit on my phone too, of how much time it could be on. So it's reduced a lot. Like, thank God. Um, Just, and I've noticed a difference just in my mentality and the way of Mm -hmm. thinking. Um, But also like when we're talking about renewing our mind, it's like pursue God daily. I was talking to you about this, about reading my Bible daily. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I probably missed like one day this week already, but um, I'll, you know, I'll make sure that at night for me, that's like a a big time. Like as I'm settling in, going to bed, I love to read, you know, just like 30, 45 minutes, read, journal, pray, Mm -hmm. um, and just end my night on a good note. And usually I like to start my day with a podcast, worship music, and just like, you know, kind of taking it to church every morning, just because that has really started that renewing of my mind and that process of getting me in a zone that, you know, is healthy and it's going to bring glory to God. So what ways, um, what things have you put into practice to help renewing your mind and just getting on track on a daily basis? Yeah. A lot of the same things you had just mentioned. So I love listening to sermons and podcasts and I'm a, my mind, I definitely, if I'm thinking about something, my mind will run with it. I'm a, I yeah. just think a lot. I'm yeah. kind of an over th- <laughs> overthinker about things. Like I'm just like, I think about all the different ways that I could approach it or, you know, and so yeah. if it's something negative, then my mind will just run with it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'll just continually think about it. So I have, I really have to be diligent about filling my mind with the truth. And, and a lot of that comes from reading the word, reading devotionals and listening to podcasts. So kind of how I have structured my days recently and, and more so this year that I've found works, works very well is typically in the morning, I start with a couple of devotionals. I journal, Uh, most mornings and pray and just think about, thank you, you know, like, what am I grateful for? I need an attitude of gratefulness to start out my day. I mean, what are the blessings I'm grateful for? And then I just pray over my day and ask God to use me um, in the ways that he wants to use me. And I read a couple of devotionals. And then usually midday, I listen to some sort of podcast or sermon, maybe while I'm working. And then at night, I typically listen to another one. So usually a couple a couple of podcasts per day. And it's not necessarily like I'm listening to the podcast and I'm sitting down and I'm taking notes. It's like while I'm doing other things or I'm cooking. Yeah. Um, and it really just helps set my mind on what's what is true. And, you know, even I re-listen to some podcasts or some audiobooks um, right. or, or pull up an old book and read a couple of chapters because I find um, if I'm struggling with something, that is usually the first thing I do. I turn yeah. on something positive or I go to the Bible, I go to the Word. Um, and I know myself because if I get in that kind of negative mindset, I will just be in it for the rest of the yeah. day. So it's like, how can we shift that um, And then it becomes a habit. I I know like if I'm – something negative happens, now I'm like, okay, what's something positive I can go to? And it's like the first kind of – line of defense and that never used to be the case for me. And so it's, it's, you know, it's not that I'm so disciplined or so, you know, spiritual, it's just that it becomes then a habit. So, you know, it's an encouragement for people who maybe don't even know where to start, just start small, start with five minutes in the morning or, or even midday or find a couple of podcasts that you enjoy um, that are edifying and, and encouraging and, and, you know, just really think about, okay, how can I 
how can I start adding that into my day consistently? Um, And then I also have a Bible app where I do, I've been doing the year Bible plan. So yeah, so that's been amazing. I think I'm on day like 200 something at it, which I never thought I could be consistent with, you know, reading through the Bible in a year. Um, but it's, I set daily reminders. That's something you can also do on the Bible app. And yeah. so every day at 8 PM, it reminds me if I haven't read it. And so that's another way to just give yourself a reminder to take some time out of the day, maybe set an appointment, um, or set a calendar reminder to, to open up your Bible or open up your a plan. It doesn't have to be a lot. That's the thing too. I think we get, so we have this mindset of like, I need to read this X amount every single day yeah. to this amount. It's like God cares more about the posture of our heart than yes. if we're checking off a box. So yeah. think about it from that perspective too. And, and um, you know, then you really build that endurance, right? Yeah. Um, we wanted to talk about spiritual endurance a little bit and how to gain, how to gain spiritual, spiritual endurance. And it's like, you know, you think about, kind of parallel paralleling it to our journeys in fitness. You can't just go in the gym, you know, the first day and start squatting 315 pounds, <laughs> right? Yeah. So like how do you how do you build up? And it yeah. truly is a daily consistent process. And mm-hmm. as much as that doesn't sound exciting, you know, that it takes just day by day work, it's true about anything in life, you know? Yeah. No, definitely. I love that. And yeah, it is true. It's like, um, I was listening to a Tony Evans sermon the other day and Mm. he's amazing. Um, and he was like, we will only be as close to God as we, um, want to be in the sense of like how we pursue God is how close we're going to be to him. Just like any relationship you can't get to know, like I, me and you haven't gotten to know each other from not talking to each other. (laughs) We've gotten to know each other from talking to each other and, you know, sharing experiences and sharing things. um, That's how we've become friends over, um, you know? And so it's the same exact thing with your spiritual relationship with God. It's like, you will, feel distant at first and you won't feel this closeness with God, but the relationship hasn't built up yet. Like when you meet someone new, it's not like you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, some people you do hit it off with. I'm not going to pretend like yeah. I don't, but mm-hmm. you know, with God, it's the same thing though. It's like that, like you said, like just that daily, like coming to God, coming to God. And like, it's going to feel foreign and distant for a while, but it's also, we have to remember our flesh is going to be fighting against that relationship as well. Yes. Um, so and I know for me, that was a big struggle. I'm like, I've been a Christian my whole life, like as young as I can remember. Um, and then when I got into, uh, when I got older and out of college, when in college, I just wasn't pursuing God um, mm-hmm. most of the time. And I was like, oh, dang, like, I don't, I feel like I don't have a relationship with God. Like, I feel like he's not here and I, and I can't mm-hmm. like, feel him. Um, mm-hmm. And it has taken time of like, just like we've talked about renewing your mind and then building that spiritual endurance of like, I'm seeking you and I I will find you. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the promise God, you know, he will meet us wherever we're at. So um, I hope that's like, you know, encouraging to some people mm-hmm. that are listening who kind of may feel like, well, I pray or, you know, and Tony, mm-hmm. about, he's like, if you pray the same prayers every day, you don't have a relationship with God mm-hmm. because you, he, that relationship, if I'm going to talk to you on the phone, we don't talk about the same right. thing. Time we talk, you know, it's something yeah. changing or, you know, sharing, like I said, sharing those experiences or whatever's going on. Okay. It's the, same. the dialogue is the same with God. It's like, he already knows. So it's just you saying it. Like, mm-hmm. So 
Yeah. And he wants us to come to him with our requests and prayers, but it's almost like you think about the friend that just comes to you when they have an issue. It's like, that's, oh, that doesn't feel good. Right. So think Mm -hmm. about like, if we just go to God when we want something, um, I mean, yes, he loves us unconditionally, but, but he, he wants our whole heart. He doesn't just want our just okay, God bless me because I'm in need right now. You know, he wants, he truly wants us to surrender our life to him. Um, And it's, it's a process of, of being able to daily work on that for sure. It's, it's not, it's not like a overnight thing where, okay, I'm, was really struggling with this yesterday. And then today I am not, you know, I mean, of course there can be deliverance from things a hundred percent. Um, which kind of goes into one thing we wanted to talk about was weaknesses becoming strengths. Where where are you saying your life where maybe a weakness has become part of your testimony or a weakness in your life that you felt like was a stronghold has become a strength? Is there, you know, an area of your life where you've seen that transformation and and really um, God has blessed it tremendously? Um, I, so I was reading over this before we started and I was trying Mm -hmm. to like pinpoint a certain time or thing. Um, but mostly I think it's like, like I kind of talked about, like being single has always been like Mm -hmm. a weakness that the devil has used against me, um, as an insecurity, making me feel really insecure. Whereas now as I've gotten, um, just more so over the last couple of months. So I'm not going to pretend like it's been like, you know, right. <laughs> but I think now I've appreciated more my singleness because of the, um, ability that I have to do things like this, like do a podcast right. or I could just go, you know, on like, just, I can, I can be more part of the church or I, I have more time to spend with God and not worry about kids or a husband or a boyfriend or things like that. And I'm mm-hmm. trying to start it looking at it in that way, it's like, okay, well, God wants something from me in this time of singleness. So mm-hmm. I'm now seeing it as more of a strength. And I love being able to kind of just move around without having to really consider anyone else um, in the fact of like, I mean, I have a family and things like that, but like, right. um, right. you know, I don't have to consider someone else's feeling or like, you know, I don't right. know if my boyfriend would want me to do this or go on a right. mission trip. Like I can literally just get up and go. Like no one's yeah. saying that I can't. And so I've been mm-hmm. more recently viewing that as like a strength for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am very, very independent. So now I'm really embracing that independence mm-hmm. as like, you know, the devil has constantly in my life, all throughout my life, have always used that as um, mm-hmm. a just crutch, really, and an excuse right. to like enter into relationships that I shouldn't because I'm feeling lonely or needy or whatever it is. And whereas now, like, I'm just that strength of having God as like my, just like my life partner, you know, um, mm-hmm. has really helped me more so recently. I've been noticing that a lot about myself is like, I'm, I come off very, very independent. And then I, when I, am alone and the devil's using that Mm. kind of insecurity to propel me into things that I shouldn't Mm. be doing. I'm like, okay, this is Mm. like, this is the vice that he likes to use against me in particular. Um, so yeah. What about you? I mean, just going along kind of the, the, what you were saying along the same lines, absolutely. Um, being, I, I mean, gosh, I've been single for probably 90% of my adult life, Um, you know? And so it's one of those things where Satan loves to try to speak lies into your life. And so for quite a while, you know, it was just the lie of being, um, you know, you'll always – 
be by yourself, no, you know, yeah. undesirable, um, you know, but it really comes down to we're set apart. And so, you know, we're not meant to just be in the wrong relationship with someone yeah. just because we want to feel like we're accepted. Yeah. God has such a big plan. And so kind of going off of what you said, a hundred percent, that's been true in my life where I have been able to minister to a lot of young women that uh, maybe going through something similar that I went through kind of young 20, early twenties, mid twenties. And yeah. uh, it's kind of finding like, Oh my gosh, what, what is my identity? Who am I? Is yeah. my identity? And like, if someone says I'm worthy or is my identity identity in Christ? Mm-hmm. And so being able to have this time of singleness has given me more time to be able to uh, find who am I? Because we tend to forget like, if you are lost, you're going to bring that into whatever relationship you're in. Like if you are struggling, it's only going to be magnified. Like marriage is a magnifying glass for issues. Um, and it doesn't make things better. If anything, it will magnify if you have an addiction or um, some sort of struggle, it's going to magnify that. And I truly have not felt like I am even in a place to be in a relationship. Um, for several years, just because it's like, God still has a lot of work to do on my heart. And so I think as you had just talked about that being a stronghold and then becoming something that actually is a strength, absolutely. I mean, this time of singleness and just being able to to walk through life with some other women who maybe are going through something similar or have struggle or are struggling with with things that I have struggled with, um, or you know maybe have overcome. Um, it's like I wouldn't be able to do that if I was married, and yeah. you know, not that there. I mean, I definitely have a desire to be married one day and have a family, but during this time in my life, you know, there's so many opportunities that you and I have both had um, and work for the kingdom that wouldn't have been able to, to, I mean, it wouldn't have happened if we were in a relationship and um, so much work on ourselves too. I mean, think about the person you are today versus the person you were a couple of years ago. If we were distracted by a relationship, and I know that's one thing I've, you know, just tend to, tends to happen with me. I get so distracted Mm -hmm. uh, or like, just, you know, it's like my mind is like constantly thinking about it and, and think yeah. about you were distracted all of those years. You wouldn't have been able to do the work on your own personal faith. And then also the ministry you've been able to do. Think about how many people you've reached, you know, in the yeah. past couple of years. So I think that for sure has been where our paths have kind of aligned on that too, which has been cool um, to see just, you know, where our, where God has taken us um, in, in our journeys. But yeah, this has been a really good conversation. I mean, it turned more into um, talking about relationships. And that's yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, we had originally talked about, you know, maybe mentioning um, fitness strongholds yeah. and all that stuff, but but I think this is something that isn't addressed very often, and so yeah. many women struggle with it and and yeah. um, going through similar things. And you know, remember, like, do not succumb to the pressures of society and the dating culture and the pressure that your your identity is found in if someone tells you you're worthy. No, God said you are worthy of His love and that you are worthy of Jesus Christ dying on the cross for your sins. I mean that is where we should find our identity, um, not in the opinions or approval of other people. Yeah. 
And I think when we start seeing ourselves in that light too, we're more apt to end up being with someone who is healthier for us, who's pursuing God and things like that. So yeah, having that standard um, is, you know, having God's standard is really like, has to be the goal. Um, Yeah. I just, I see a lot of my friends who struggle in their relationships who are married now. And I'm like, okay, like, you know, I, I take parts and bits of it. I'm like, okay, you know, I know that not that marriages are perfect. I know that's so far from the truth, but I know that if I am with someone who's also pursuing God and we're both mm-hmm. moving in that direction, things are going to be a lot better than oh, if yeah. one is in or if both aren't, you know? So. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I, I've seen some great godly examples of relationships in my life. Um, yeah. My parents and both my brothers are married and just seeing that. And I'm like, okay, I mean, there's, marriage is such a blessing and think about God wants to bless us with a relationship that's going to be, um, just, well, I mean, think about like someone's either pushing you towards Christ or pulling you away. So like he wants you to be, if you're a believer, you need to be, you know, there's definitely, um, something to be said about, um, focusing on, on the, commonly talked about being unequally yoked. And so making sure you're on the same page with someone, not that you have to be in the exact same place spiritually, but seeking the Lord, because they're either going to be bringing you closer to the Lord or, or taking you, you know, distracting you and pulling you away. So keeping that focus. No, definitely. I love it. I love that we went and talked on this topic in general. I know. I know. I love it. You never know where we're going to go, but this is great. This is so great. That's awesome. Well, thank you guys again for listening to another show. We appreciate all the love and support and all the reviews that you guys have been writing have been awesome. So, um, and I mentioned on my Instagram, um, if you guys do write us a review, um, on Apple podcasts, I can't, I guess you can't write it on Spotify. Mm. Uh, I will send you a free t-shirt. So, um, just make sure you get a screenshot the review and you'll get a free shirt. Um, you know, don't have to pay for anything. Just if it's want reviews. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you.